Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Welcome back to Blue by 90. I am Justin, joined by Jack and Kaylin as always. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, we made it to 2022. Uh, had, some, uh, had some fun on New Year's Eve. I, I was down in Miami. I will get into, you know, talking about the game, obviously, here in a little bit. What did you guys do for uh, for New Year's Eve? I obviously was at the game, and that's uh, that's a whole different story. We uh, Heather and I had some people over. You know, we watched a game, um, had some beers, maybe a little too many, and uh, I saw I saw a couple shots going on too. Yeah, a lot. Of, so Miller Miller brought over cherry burnets. So anybody oh, anybody listening. Kaylin, myself, Miller, and a couple of our buddies, we used to, for whatever reason, we used to drink cherry burnets in our buddy's basement when we were like fresh out of high school. And uh, that's like a running joke now. So like this, this is the second bottle of cherry burnets that we have at the house right now because people are bringing over housewarming gifts. You're so sick. how old are you? Oh my God. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, it's still my favorite vodka. If I'm drinking any vodka, I'm drinking cherry burnets. That is disgusting. Absolutely vodka. disgusting. But this is the best of the vodka. I'm just picking the best option that I have. Makes no, you feel young again. Yeah. That is absolutely not the best vodka out there. It's literally <laughs> one of the worst. Literally the best. I'm sorry. My personal. Well, you don't wear boxers, so you, we, you can't be trusted anymore. I'm wearing boxers right now. I got sweatpants on. Wow. All right. All right. Didn't All have right. time. Kalen, how about yourself? Yeah, I mean. We want to do a whole right. podcast on underwear? No. If you could stop talking, actually, that'd be great. <laughs> No, I, I just kind of hung at home and uh, cooked a nice little dinner and um, and watched that game and felt some type of way for a little while. 
Yeah. I so I mean I had a fantastic day. I want to give a shout out to all the people that that uh that came to the tailgate. Uh we did a little impromptu tailgate, went to Walmart, bought a speaker, bought a table, bought chairs, bought it all because <laughs> I had to fly down to Miami. It was just I mean, if if I do anything or if I'm good at anything in this life, it's just being dedicated to tailgating. So that's that's really like all I'm good at. So um, but I mean, I, I, it was so much fun, just the hype leading up to it and being in Miami, it was like perfect, perfect weather. Uh, so that was, that was awesome. Uh, going into the stadium too, like, I have to tell you the vibes going into the stadium were unreal, unreal, just, just piles of Michigan fans saying it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine and then let's go blue. And it was just like constant throughout the, like people were just waiting in line to get in. It was honestly incredible. And at that moment I was like, dude, there's, I have no doubt in my mind. We're going to win. No doubt in my mind. I was like this, these vibes are way too good for us to lose this game. And then the, you know, Jake Moody kicked off and it was like, oh, all right, all right, never mind. Man. Uh, but I mean, I, it was so much fun. Uh, it was just like the, the atmosphere inside then when the, you know, when the team came out and during national anthem, it's like, it, it was unexplainable. It truly was like, obviously Michigan, Ohio state was incredible. And, and the big 10 championship was incredible too. Um, but the hype leading up to, a college football playoff game when you have a spot for a national title. It was just, it was unbelievable. Doesn't beat that. What, what was your favorite part of that? I mean, obviously the game, you know, wasn't your favorite part, I'm sure. But uh, what was your favorite part of being down in, my, in Miami? Just meeting everybody and tailgating? Yeah, I mean, that was awesome. I We had perfect seats. We were in the, the 300 level, but the 300 level, uh, so Hard Rock only, only seats 65,000. So there's like a first level, a mezzanine that has like 10 rows and then the third level. So like you're like right over top of it. And we we're right at row one in the 300 level at 50 yard line. So it was like perfect view. Um, I was like right next to the ESPN camera. So I had the same view as, as everybody uh, with the, uh, you know, on TV. Um, but no, I think it was just like walking into that stadium and like I, if you saw it, uh, I, I posted it on my personal Instagram, but like us playing pump it up as people are, are coming by the tailgate and everyone going nuts and high-fiving each other. Like it was so much fun. So that, yeah, definitely. I'd say that. I do love that. Uh, one of our followers caught, I think they were at the game across from where yeah. you were sitting. They got a video of you with the pump it up flag, just <laughs> dangling it over. That was late in the game too. Cause we didn't have much to, uh, to pump it up for early. So um, that was late, I think, when we scored. So that was that was very. Fair. We we did pump it up at the house. We put it on the speaker. All you right, know, got, I love that. Gotta do it. So we did. Everybody was pretty jazzed about that. Yeah, I, I was just glad they scored a touchdown, man. Like <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, all right, spirits are back up. We're good. Yeah, it it was. I mean, I guess let's. We might as well just talk about the game, right? We're we're here. We I I want to review kind of like what. 2021 in general was and reflect on that because like I think that this fan base and what this team deserves is to you know just 
take the good, right? That that ending can't be it. You know, we we joked about like having a disappointment to the season. Yeah, we were all disappointed that Michigan didn't end the year with a national title. And it was like a disappointing way to see them go out. But like that's just a buzzsaw of a team, man. They are so freaking good. It's insane. Um, I had a couple buddies uh that texted me after they're like they're like, man, I feel like, you know, a couple things go our way in the first quarter and we're, like it's a totally different game. They're like, in person, what do you think? And I was like, honestly, I thought they were the fastest team I've ever seen play of all time. It was like unreal the couple times where it was like Blake Corum's trying to get to the corner. And I thought Blake Corum was one of the fastest guys on the field. And then they're like 6'4", 240 linebacker beats them to the corner. You know, so all in all, like, I mean, what do you guys think? It was, I, it was over kind of from the beginning. Let's, let's be honest, but what, what did you guys think about what happened? Like in the first quarter, did you, did you ever feel like we had a shot? I did, man. I did. I felt like we had a shot. And then, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, getting down 14, nothing's tough, but, um, I can't remember when the picks started getting thrown, but there was picks and then there's fumble. And I mean, just, we couldn't get any pressure on steps and Bennett. I mean, I, I, Georgia had a great game plan going in. They executed it perfectly. And you know, it's, they were clearly the better team. I mean, Georgia was far and away the best team in the country for the entire year. And then they had their one bad game against Alabama. Like, you know, that, that what do you expect to happen? Who's the other top team in the country? Right. I don't exactly. know if you've seen, but Alabama has been pretty good in the yeah. past. Um, so, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, some people might not like this, but I'm glad they were there. You know, I'll take the participation trophy to say they were in the playoff. Hell yeah. Dude, but, uh, it's, a, it's an accomplishment in itself. Yeah. I mean, Georgia's, I'm trying to look up their recruiting classes, like their past five or whatever. And, but I mean, they're, you know, like how many top five recruiting classes have they had back to back to back to back? You know, like, I'm pretty sure, like, every player on the roster is either a five-star or a four-star. You know, it's just that's – we saw the talent gap, and, you know, they have good coaching, and when all that's combined, like, that happens. Well, I think the the stat was something like uh, in the last three years, Georgia had 40 of the top 300 uh, commits, and Michigan had three or something like that. Uh, and so it's like or, – or maybe it was seven or something. I don't know. Single digits. But – I, I definitely think that, like, you can be really, really good and have heart and have will and have a special season. But when it comes to the recruiting, when teams are recruiting like that, it just comes down to being bigger, faster, stronger. And that's what I thought it came down to. I, I will say I, I think that Michigan got out coached as well. Their game plan was phenomenal. But I think in general – Michigan ran into a better version of itself. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. more physical, they're faster, they have the mediocre QB, uh, you know, all those things. I he was obviously very good. I'm not gonna take away oh, anything. Weird. I, you called them. Yeah, Who I know. All of that one. I said, well, I yeah, go ahead. Talk your talk. But um, yeah, I I still think that a lot of he dropped every dime too. Every single thing went their way. It was like every big play they connected on. Every big play, we couldn't hit it, you know, and it was the momentum was on their side. Georgia fans were loud as fuck, too, like insanely loud. I know Michigan, like we were loud, but 
it was like, wow, SEC. It it definitely does mean more. They aren't lying when they say that. I don't know. I'll, I'll definitely be rooting for Georgia uh, a week from today. That's what I that's what I told every uh, every Georgia fan that was that we were walking out with, which, by the way, there were some Georgia fans talking shit on Twitter. Fuck those people, because every single person that was whether it was before the game, during the game, after the game. And it's easy to do this when you, you know, beat the crap out of a team like you're not pissed off. But they were so nice. So nice. So I that's why I do hate social media to an extent where it's like. It just gives people a platform to talk when they don't need to. But yeah, Kalen, what 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 do you see about uh, from Michigan? I mean, did you ever feel like they could compete, or was it Georgia from the get go to the to the end? I mean, I was I was like hopeful, <laughs> and I was probably overly hopeful. Yeah, because I was. We were going into like. Uh, maybe it was like the middle of the second quarter. And I was like, okay, all we need is to like kick an onside kick and like do this. <laughs> and then we can be in the game. Right. And then uh, <laughs> my buddy who was sitting here was just like, that's not, stop it. That's not going to happen. <laughs> and so uh, slowly I was like, all right, this, this game's over essentially. But I think you're hundred percent on the money. I mean, it was like, you just saw a more physical, just an absolutely more dominant, faster version of Michigan and it's honestly it brought me some hope in a way because I was like if we can make some improvements improve our recruiting some things like that like we can actually be pretty unstoppable yeah it was almost like that's what Michigan could look like that's I I agree that's what Jim Harbaugh wants to be so bad right and and I and I think that they can. I don't think it's far off. I think you you definitely got to get bigger, faster, stronger and start getting five-star linemen and, you know, those types of guys. Um, but, you know, if Michigan can get their momentum from this season, I, I don't see it. I, I don't think it's super far off. But here, here's what I say. You know, I, I think that everyone's talking, oh, Michigan didn't belong there or the sec so different you know the, the big 10 will never compete i i think it's i think all that's bullshit first of all i think michigan definitely belonged there they did everything all year to belong there there there's no doubt you know i and then also i don't think the sec overall is that good or was that good this year specifically it was georgia and alabama it was, and then the rest of the SEC, I think, was a tear down. I still, I think they're very good, but I think they were a tear down. Georgia and Alabama are just on a different level. Uh, so when I say, I don't think that Michigan could compete with either Georgia or Alabama, absolutely. But I do think they can compete with just about every other team in the entire country. Oh, yeah. I think, I, I don't know if I agree with the whole, it was Georgia, Bama, and then nobody else. I think the SEC is still the most complete um, conference compared to, you know, I can't think of any other conference right now that would be more complete than them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Michigan can compete with everybody. Obviously, Georgia and Bama are on third, they're in a different stratosphere right now. So, um, tough to compete with that. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, like, all right, so you have Georgia on the, in the East, in the SEC East, 
They're eight and zero, thirteen and one. The next team is Kentucky at at five and three in the conference and ten and three. You know, um, and then if you go to the let's see the West, it's Alabama at seven and one and thirteen and one, and then Ole Miss. I I think very easily. I just think that's a big drop down. From from Georgia to Kentucky and Bama to Ole Miss, I think is a big, big drop down. And I think that that Michigan is beating or competing with every other team outside of Georgia and Bama and the SEC. Uh, and so I, I don't disagree that they're still probably the best conference in the country. I'm just saying I think that, like, you can't say, oh, it's the SEC because it's literally just those teams <laughs> uh, that are that are like winning consistently, you know. LSU had had 2019. A couple of these teams have had some runs, but like, it's just, I mean, it's really just Alabama. Let's be honest. Georgia, Georgia's done it, but they haven't won it. But anyways, because they've been Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Cause they run into freaking Alabama, dude. So yeah. I'm actually kind of excited. I know a lot of people are like, you know, they don't want to see an SEC uh, natty title. I'm excited to see what that Georgia team, they were pissed off. They, they remember we, t- what did we talk about? We were like, are they either going to be pissed off and want to, to beat Michigan so bad because of the lost Alabama, or are they going to be down? They were pissed off. Yeah. They I, think it, I think it's actually worse than that. I think they just did what they're supposed to do. And they just were like, okay, we're just not going to change our game plan. Like we did for Alabama. We're going to do what actually worked all year. And then they just executed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, it was, I, I just think it was like the best way to put it was, you know, we, we talked about like strength on strength, weakness on weakness. It was like Michigan was the strength and then Georgia was better strength. <laughs> and then Michigan's weaknesses or, or Georgia had weaknesses and Michigan had worse weaknesses. They were like all the same things, but we just, they were better and we were worse, you know, type of a thing. Um, so I mean, I, I was definitely, I, I was, I was disappointed in how much fight we had a little bit, but I think when I, I, I think it's hard to say that when you're just like getting beat into the ground every single play. And it's tough when you have turnovers too. I mean, that kills momentum. It kills drives. I mean, let's just, we can't assume that they would have scored on all three of those drives where they had turnovers, but if they do, you know, that's a 34-32 game. You know, I mean, you just can't have turnovers against teams like Georgia, um, which is, you know, it's unfortunate. One of those pit, one of those picks I think they had, I think it bounced off of uh, Roman Wilson's hands. I don't know if he, like, looked back late or Cade maybe threw a little bit early. Yeah. The timing was off there. Um, can't remember what the other pick was. Uh, but then the quorum fumble, you know, that's it's just stuff like that. You know, it's harder – it's also like just mistakes and talking mistakes in general, like Vincent Gray like Gray, running yeah. with him and then just completely stops, you know? Well, and it, the, Oh, I remember what the other pick was now. It was Dalen Baldwin. He, um, he like slowed up on the router, couldn't yeah. find the ball. Ever wasn't in the DB was just like, all right, easy money in the end zone, you know? So I mean, it looked like he was just tossed to the DB. <laughs> it was right. actually Kate hit him in stride. It was perfectly great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Supposedly I definitely, they, 
lost it in the lights or something? Is That's that what, what they were said. saying? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, to win that game, you're going to have to play absolutely perfect, and Georgia's going to have to make mistakes. Michigan right. made mistakes and Georgia played perfect. So that's why the score reflected that. Um, one of the things that I was super, super frustrated with, though, that I thought was very preventable was, once again, Michigan's defense could not line up. Like, I, it felt like MSU all over again where it's like there was one – I mean, obviously it happened multiple, multiple times. But there's one moment where – Georgia's completely lined up. Michigan still has half their team running off and on the field, and they're, like, going back and forth. Are you on? No, I'm back. No. like I'm like, come on, man. At some point, even if you don't have the correct package on, I'd rather have the wrong package that's lined up and going to go 100%. Any guy that's coming out there and gets in a stance half a second before he's ready to go is not going to have a good snap, Right. I, I was really frustrated with Mike McDonald and, and what happened there. Yeah, especially because we've seen it already this season and we saw yeah. how it games, you know, like, yeah, frustrating. And, and it's on the coaches, you know, you can't put that on the players. I mean, that's 100% on the coaches and that's 100% on Mike McDonald. And I don't know, it's frustrating. I was, I think I was more, I was frustrated by that. Don't get me wrong. But I think I was almost equally or more frustrated by just like, just how physically dominated the offensive line got beat. It just like by the end of the game, they literally couldn't block anybody. And so we were forced to put JJ in because we're like, look, man, like, sorry, Cade, you're not fast enough to get away from the pass. Literally. <laughs> like there's literally no blockers there for you. <laughs> well, well I, mean, I mean, I, I, you know, yeah, they, it was hard for them to block him, but I mean, that's the best D line, you know, and just run seven in the country, and it's not even close. You know, it's anybody. You know, they've been doing that all year, all year long. Um, I mean, obviously, Michigan's O line's good. Georgia's D line's better. Um, but I did. Oh, JJ in there, his escapability, and he was making plays. And damn, that boy's fast. He can, that boy can run, man. He can. And he got an infernal arm. He can just, extend any play, literally yeah. any play. And sometimes he does he, – I, I think the only thing that, that J.J. is going to struggle with is he tries to do too much a lot. You know, there's sometimes uh, even, you know, in that game, and I'm sure he'll get it under wraps as he gets more experience, but it, sometimes you just got to throw it away, man. Like, there, you don't need to make the miraculous play every single time. And, and he'll get that once he's, once he's in for extended period of time. I don't know when that's going to be. We'll talk about that in the future. Um, you know, I, I do think that he showed some very good things, uh, you know, against the best defense that the Michigan will ever see. Uh, yeah. And and so I, I liked what I saw. I do think he's he's not – he's still not there yet, to I think, to overtake Cade completely. People, there are a lot of people – this may be a hot take – there are a lot of people that are like, yeah, JJ's the guy now. It's absolutely like no question. I actually don't think so. I, I think that he is still very – he's not accurate enough. to. He, there were multiple times where he – and I know he was not in a rhythm at all, but he was throwing the ball into some spots where he didn't shouldn't have been throwing the ball. Uh, and so 
I, I just think Jim loves guys that don't make mistakes. Cade still is limited in his mistakes and where, you know, does he go with the guy that has incredible high ceiling, but he's going to make a few mistakes or does he take the sure thing? I mean, well, we've now got nine months to talk about it, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't completely hate what you said. And I don't think I, I agree. I don't think it's a, you know, JJ's the guy, right? I think there's still going to be a QB competition. And I think, you know, obviously this is JJ's freshman year. This is his first year playing college football. He's going to learn a lot. He's going to get better. Things are going to improve. And, um, you know, that's what Cade has going against him. You know, Cade, Cade's so good at like the intangibles, right? Like he's not, he's not the big, like he doesn't have like the strongest arm. He's not the fastest dude. He did have a nice run in that first quarter. I, I was like, Oh shit. I was like, he's moving a little bit. I like that. But, uh, but JJ is just so much, he's so superior athletically compared to Cade. So he just, if he can get to the point that Cade's at with decision-making, knowing what to do, like being like that prototypical, prototypical quarterback, but you can still extend plays and do all those, you know, get the ball into tight zones because your, your arm is so strong. That's where JJ will be over, be able to overtake Cade, but he's, he's got to be able to get to that point. I mean, we've got, what, nine months now for him to do that? Eight, nine months for him to kind of like learn and watch film and all that stuff and work with Cade. I'm sure Cade's going to help him along as well, you know? Yeah. Um, it seems like those guys have a lot of respect for each other and they both want each other to do really well. So it'll be tough. I mean, it's a great problem to have. We got two good QBs. I'm, you know, I'm excited to see what happens. But I, I'm with you. I think, uh, I do think Cade will start the season as a starter. If I had to make that choice right now in that call, I'd say, I think he starts the season as, as that guy. Yeah. I mean, that it's crazy, right? I mean, we got two really good quarterbacks and they both have nine months to improve. So like, I really have no idea what they'll look like next year because they're both such like hardworking kind of guys, you know, what would you say if next year uh, JJ was almost exactly the similar type of player just had better like decision-making versus if Cade was exactly the same player, but had better deep ball accuracy, right. you'd be like, I, I still don't know who to choose. <laughs> I, so, I like, totally, totally agree there. And there, I mean, social media, social media, I already talked about it, but it was like, everyone's like, yeah, Cade's transferring for sure. Like I, it's, it's very obvious. It's a done deal. I'm like, I don't think so. I, I really don't. And I know, obviously, we all know what Jim Harbaugh likes to do. He doesn't like to reveal anything. And I, I truly believe that he's going to have this as a QB competition up until September 3rd and through camp. And then he's going to reveal, you know, who the, who the starter is. And so, and that, that way, hopefully neither of them transfer. I, I just for, I think they're two really good kids. And I, I would hate to see either of them transfer because I think they both make whatever the role is, they both make Michigan better. Uh, so I, I love that about those two. And from what I know, too, I, I was surprised when I heard this. They're not best friends. I kind of thought they were buddy-buddy because they communicate well and do well. I don't think they're BFFs from what I've heard. And so I – I, I think that they wor still work so well together and just like I would hate to see one of them transfer and then we kind of lose out on them pushing each other and helping each other out. I mean, they had that, that dope handshake, though. I know. that That's true. 
and that one gif of of uh of Cade pointing at JJ doing the finger <laughs> yeah. guns. I uh I mean if we're talking about transferring, I would be definitely 1000% more shocked if JJ transferred over Cade. I mean JJ's very vocal about how much he loves yeah. Michigan, trying to get guys there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's the younger guy. He's like, "Okay, what? I got one more year to wait out and if I'm if he's getting playing time like he did this year, you know, he's why like like he'll he knows he'll have his time the year after. Cade's gone for sure then. So, um I think if Cade transfers, then it if something where like Jim's like, yeah, like JJ's a starter, like you would have to tell him that. Yeah. And but I just yeah, I don't know, I don't know. It's tough, tough to think about because I like both those guys at quarterback. It's gonna be I. It's gonna be a long off season. Twitter is going to be absolutely miserable because that's all anybody's gonna talk about. Um, and I. I just don't think there's a definitive Kalen. I think, I think you said it best there. That was, that was a, that was a good take. Um, you know, one thing that I was also disappointed on was just, I thought that that was unfortunately probably Josh Gaddis's worst called game. Um, I think it's, it's again, tough to say that when, nothing's working right it's like it's like he probably could have called anything and it wouldn't have worked because they were they were on us and and the offensive line wasn't getting any push but like there were still times where I'm like uh hey maybe if the offensive line is not holding these guys for more than two seconds we don't run a double reverse double fake reverse pass where Cade got sacked before he literally even turned his head around you know, and, and then like, we finally get down to the goal line. We don't even throw it to the end zone. We throw a swing pass. I'm just like, Oh my God. Like we've got to give us our, give ourselves a chance here. <laughs> yeah. I did not love that. Uh, swing. What was it? Swing pass to Edwards. I, think so, yeah. Yeah, I was like, what is that play call? I'm like, come on. I, I wasn't loving it. We did that one, uh, flea flicker and we ended up taking the check down for like yes. three yards. Yeah, I'm I called it. I called it when that happened. Did I did. Yeah. So I think what it was. Uh, um, what was the play before that? Was that when Cade ran for the first down? It was like some big play. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. I think you're right. We did it like right away, and I was like, "Oh shit, it's happening again! It's happening yeah. again!" And then he checks it down. I'm like, "Oh, this is how it's gonna go." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all in all, like, yeah, I think Josh Gaddis had a tough day. But, I again, when nothing's working, like, nothing's going to work. You know, like, you, you can do anything. And when it all starts with that offensive line and they didn't get a, a one-eighth of the push they normally do. So, I mean, I would hate – imagine being the guys that, like, got the whole offensive line – shirts that said like run the damn ball or something and like it became like this this kind of viral thing on social media and then they like ran the ball for less than 100 yards and and then it became a meme like dude that would be those guys would feel so stupid what a bunch of idiots (laughs) oh Oh, man oh man that would suck that would totally suck it, it was so funny though. Yeah, we were like so pumped. Like, support celebrated, puts it up with like, uh, 
Reese and, and a couple of the other guys, you know, yeah. wear that shirt when they walk out and we're like, let's fucking go. And then we see like Saturday down south, old growth sports, like just like fucking put a meme on it. I mean, you, you gotta laugh at it, you know. What, oh, what are you gonna- for sure. For I know sure. we I know we enjoyed it. Obviously, we feel bad for the boys, you know, because yeah. Yep. Those shirts were available all year, I will say. That's true. We <laughs> had them on we had them on sale since September. Most people don't know. But uh well, yeah. the, one of the funny things we had somebody reach out. <laughs> and, uh, I think you saw it from voicemail. You sent it to me. And uh he's like, Hey, you know, I ordered a shirt and uh you know, I just I just don't want it anymore. I changed like, my oh, mind. I wonder what he got. It was run the damn ball. I'm like, oh shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh hey i it's still a cool shirt i i i oh, love this shirt. i mean anytime jim's gonna wear something like i'm all in on it so oh. we're still in on it i'm i'm and guess what my guess is that starting next year the offensive strategy is still gonna be run the damn ball so i'm i'm in you know hey also jj's in on it too so he commented on our and so he's in so i yeah, it, it was funny, though, because I was like, yeah, we were just for everyone listening out there. We we're like texting in our group chat, like so pumped every every five minutes, like pregame. Once those guys walked onto the field and it was on uh, like photos and videos, like we're like getting posted on every social media platform, like Sports Illustrated, ESPN, like the score, like all these things were like, holy shit, dude, this is sick. We're going so viral. And then it was like five minutes later, we're like. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude. What? Thinking about that too. I mean, next year, right? Obviously, it's like Corum and Edwards are going to be the running backs. I mean, from the damn ball, it'll be the same thing. I think Edwards seems to be a fucking receiver, man. Dude, that guy so good on that deep ball. So good, so good. Can you imagine like Corum in the backfield? Put you know Edwards in the slot or something, and. You know, you got Ronnie Bell, you got Roman Wilson, you got Cornelius Johnson. I think we still – same is still still here. I mean, the amount of talent we'll have on the offensive, offensive side of the ball is going to be incredible. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for next year. Well, what worries me is I think we're going to actually kind of miss Haskins because he – that guy was just a beast for us, right? Yeah. And I don't know who's going to replace his just, like, ability to plow through guys in the hole. I mean – Hundred yeah, percent. I I'd love to I, see it. Yeah, Haskins, but Edwards is fast. He's strong as shit. He can catch. I mean, he he might win a dope Walker next year. Or the I, Max, he, he's going to be the biggest threat on offense anywhere in the country. I I totally agree. I mean, I I agree with you, Kalen. Like, there's just something that Hassan Haskins has where he made something out of nothing so many times. Where it was like. This should be going for a four-yard loss, but he somehow made it into a two-yard game, you know, and that helped Michigan's offense so much to keep not getting those negative plays, and that was that was like the key to Michigan's offense was not getting negative plays. So we'll miss that for sure, but I 100% think Donovan Edwards will be an upgrade at, uh, at the running back position because he's basically Haskins and Corum combined. He has yep. the speed and the strength. And like receiving skills, like he literally can do it all. I I totally agree, Jack. I cannot wait to have that dude in the backfield. I don't know how you're gonna guard him because you put a linebacker on him, we can send him out wide. You you know you and then but then he can go deep also. And then you know I I am very very excited uh, for what 
And he can pass. And he can pass. <laughs> That's right. Booby Miles. Uh, and, and so I, I am very, very excited for this Michigan offense. They, they are 100% reloading on offense. Defense is going to be a little bit of a different story for sure. We need some guys to make giant leaps on the defensive side of the ball, but positive vibes only this offense is going to be sick next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do we, do we have Chris Hinton and Mozzie Smith coming back next year? I think that everyone's got a year COVID, right? Like there's, but I don't know who's going to use it and who's not. I'd assume Mozzie and Hinton are coming back. So we'll have a strong, you know, and possibly Jeter. Fine. Um, and then, you know, it's just like, what's Braden McGregor going to look like? You know, what's Welshoff going to look like? So I'm assuming Welshoff will be the other, you know, I'm assuming they'll be the bookend uh, guys. Rayshon um, Benny's going to be a sophomore too. Like they're, yeah. You know, we've got some young guys coming up. I, I mean, the defense, it, it very well could take a step back, unfortunately, but they also have a chance to reload there too. They just don't have consistent guys that are coming back that started. It's going to have to be new guys that step up. Yeah. I mean, we'll still be solid at linebacker. Secondary, yeah. I don't even know what the secondary is going to look like. I mean, I feel like we're, like, reloading the entire secondary. Totally. Uh, I mean, great. Vincent Gray is going to be gone, uh, and, and we're not, we're not, we're not reloading the secondary whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, re- what is it? Re- I don't even know the word I'm looking for. We're Brad- going to have a secondary. Yes. Yeah. Brad Hawkins uh, is gone. Dax Hill is gone. Vince Gray is gone. Um, I mean, once again, if if everyone stays bec- and has COVID eligibility, I have no idea who does and doesn't have eligibility left because the COVID thing is so weird now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that all pans out. But, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the good thing is you got Rod Moore uh, back back there. Yes. Um, so that he was a definite bright spot for Michigan. Um, you know, all in all, like, I, there, I, I put this out on Twitter because – I, there were some, there were still some negative things being said about Michigan by Michigan fans after this game. Once again, I understand that it was a disappointing, you know, final game and way to end the season, but like you have to realize, right. That this was legitimately the best season of Michigan football in 15 plus years, maybe two decades. One of three 12 win seasons in Michigan history. In history. Yeah. Like we have not had this guys. You like, I, I get it. We all want to win a national title, but it just doesn't happen that often. And that's not just for Michigan. Like dude, outside of Alabama and Clemson, nobody like there's been, a, a, I can count on my one hand who's won the national title. Right. Like, People just don't do it. People don't go undefeated. People don't win these, you know, have these types of seasons. So you have to enjoy it when it comes, you know, like, and the best part about it was not only did they win all these games and become, you know, back to championship level and go to the college football football playoff. It was the way they did it. Dude. I had so much fun this season watching this team because they were like the most likable guys ever too. Yeah, no, it was a fun group of guys. And, like, the fa- I mean, what this season not only did for Michigan fans, but did for us as, like, a brand, 
is just awesome, right? Like just so exciting. Everybody had so much fun, you know. We had a lot of fun with it, tailgates and you know, making funny shit on social media and you know, beating these players and you know, everybody has had such a good time this year. And you know, typically like Michigan loses the bowl game, like I'm you know, shitty for a week, right? But like for us for them to make it just for the college football playoff, just so happy for this team, man. And it makes me excited for next year. I mean, I I put this in perspective because I'm a crazy person. And I had talked not long ago, like, man, this team needs to beat Ohio State, man. Like, what if I get hit by a bus tomorrow? I will have (laughs) not seen them do it. So, like, just the fact that they did that has literally, like, brought so much joy to my life. (laughs) So, like, I'm so happy about this team. And then they won a Big Ten title. Like, that's incredible, right? So, I had so much fun, you know watching this team this season, hanging out with you guys at tailgates, meeting different listeners at tailgates. Like that's, I couldn't ask for anything better than that besides a national title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, it, it really was an incredible season. I mean, and Jack, you said it for, for us specifically, like we, we joined Mason brew, man. Like uh, shout out to Vaughn and the, and, Trevor Woods and these guys at Amazing Brew, like this has been so awesome um, to gain a, a huge listenership. Like everybody listening out there, we want to say thank you to you guys as well. Um, it's been awesome for you guys to listen to us three idiots talk. Uh, you know, we hope we, we've uh, sent some laughs your way and, and gained some, uh, um, <laughs> you know, gained a little bit of respect as well. Um, I don't know about that last part, but we'll see. Um, but but we've loved it, man. And it's just been so fun to grow, uh, uh, you know, as a brand. And, and, hey, it was a great season to have, like, an up-and-coming podcast and, and uh, brand, which was fun. And, and whoever bought a T-shirt, like, dude, Pump It Up was, like, legitimately the greatest thing ever. That was the most fun I've ever had on, you know, social media, in the big house, all these things able to partner with Brad uh, or sorry, with Joel, uh, you know, about uh, pump it up and then partner with Brad as well for his shirt, partner with Jake Moody for money, Moody, like partner with Dan Valari. Like it was just awesome the whole way through it. It was, it was a dream season, like legitimately dream season. Uh, And we're not stopping here, folks. We are not stopping here. So uh, I'm pumped about what's to come. Obviously, we're going to be here through the rest of basketball season two, which we're, we're hoping that turns around as well. Um, but we've got a lot of big things in store for next year as well. Tailgates are going to be way bigger. I can promise you that. Um, but we're going to be doing watch parties. We're going to be doing, you know, uh, meetups. We're going to be doing more video stuff. And we've got a lot coming. Uh, we're, we're very excited for what's next to come for Blue by 90. I'm pumped. I'm just thinking about it. Oh, it's city right now. I can see it. Do this. We should do that. Oh, it's been fucking incredible. Yeah, for everybody that's listening, stay tuned. We're gonna we're gonna have some exciting stuff coming. Now, what do you think? Do we keep rolling with Pump It Up, or does Pump It Up have like a sequel next year, like something else? Joel has his, the you know his iPod going or something. I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, that's I, a, I mean, the play it was player driven, which was the best part of it. Right. Like they were into it. Um, and 
by the way, I don't know if you saw this, but Patrick Barron on, on Twitter. Um, so, you know, a Brad Robbins told us that they had the shirt, which has the chair on the back. Cause the, the special teams guys always throw up the chairs on the sideline to pump it up. They br- literally brought more chairs down to Miami. One of them, Patrick, Patrick Barron took a picture uh, of one of them. It said like Chrysler arena uh, on it. <laughs> that was on the sideline. So they brought their own chairs to pump it up, which was incredible. Oh my God. I need to make an addition to the shirt. I know. I know. I know. So it, it was, it was cool to, to see all that, but I, I want pump it up to continue, but I also think like it has so much meaning to this one specific season. Like it's, we might have to just uh, retire it, throw it in the rafters. (laughs) Hang the flag up, hang the, hang the pump it up flag up in the, in the rafters. I think we, we might have to do that. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, All right. I mean, I, do you guys have anything else you want to touch on before we, uh, before we sign off? I, I know this was a, it was a quick one, but we wanted to just kind of do a recap of the game recap of 2021. It's always positive vibes only, right? That's right, baby. I, I just, I just hope everybody appreciates, you know, how, you know, unforgettable and, you know, incredible season it was for that Michigan football team. If you're, if you're down in the dumps about that, about that season and, you know, pissed off, you know, I, I feel sorry for you. I get it. I understand it, but like, you'll never be happy. <laughs> look, yeah. You'll never be happy. Just look back and enjoy it, man. There's so many incredible games that you can rewatch from this year. You know, you got Ohio state, you got a big 10 title game. You got that win over Wisconsin. You got the win over Nebraska. I mean, there, there's so many incredible games that you can go back and watch and just, and just enjoy, you know? So I'm, I'm thankful for that. Cause you guys know I Snapchat you every time that 2016 Michigan Ohio State game's on. I'm like, why am I watching this? Now and we now, got a new one. Now we got a new one we can watch that has a positive ending, that has a happy ending for us. So I hope everybody else is enjoying it as much as we are. I am 100% sure I'm going to watch that Ohio State game probably 50 times in 2022, at least. I think I almost want to like go through uh, week by week. Just like relive the season. Dude, we definitely should do that. We definitely should do that. I, I like that. I like that. We can do a live stream. I, I want to watch games with people too. That'd be fun. Oh, hell yeah. That'd be fun. All right. Uh, well, more more to come. Uh, obviously, it's a, it's a weird like now we've got to turn the page very quickly to Michigan basketball fully because they take on Michigan State this weekend. We're trying to put together something for a little pregame for that uh, here at one of the bars before before we head into the game. Um, so we'll we'll let you guys know what's going on there. But hey, I I don't want to forget this season, you know, at all either. So, um, but we'll have more more content coming out. Uh, I'm gonna relive. I feel like we're gonna talk about football still, even even through the basketball season, just to kind of relive and keep those vibes going positive. But we'll have plenty of basketball content coming out this, uh, you know, in the next few months as well. We're gonna have some fantastic guests, and like I'm not bullshitting you when I say fantastic guests. Like uh, talking recruiting with Alan Trieu from Two Four Seven Sports coming up this week. Uh, we'll have some players on as well. We'll have. Some uh, some big social media people on, so stay tuned. Don't stop listening. I I promise you, 
you're not going to st- want to stop listening and just because football season's over because we got some some good stuff lined up for the very very near future here um so with that we'll uh we'll sign off here you can follow us at blue by at blue by 90 on twitter instagram facebook we're on the maze and brew uh youtube as well uh and you can find all the written content there on maze as well too and with that we say go blue go blue go blue